Start each week learning and growing as a community. Join us as we embark on the next growth adventure with the weekly reading. We are really excited to bring you guys these readings every week. Uh, so thank you for joining us. And we are currently reading The Secret Power of Yoga by Nishla Joy Devee. So this week we are on chapter three. Let's go ahead and get started. Chapter three, Rays of Consciousness. Consciousness expands outward from the heart as we become part of the physical world. This cluster of sutras enables us to understand how consciousness ventures from its home in the heart and manifests as emotion and thought. The degree of clarity to which manifests forms the framework of our life. Dividing into five, these rays of consciousness polarize as pleasant or unpleasant. The rays manifest as knowledge, misunderstanding, imagination, deep sleep, and memory. Knowledge embraces personal experience, inference, and insights from the wise. Misunderstanding comes when perception is unclear or tinted. Imagination is kindled by hearing words, seeing images, or experiencing feelings. Deep sleep allows us to withdraw from conscious awareness. Memory is when a precious experience returns to conscious awareness. Sutra 1.5 Dividing into five, these rays of consciousness polarize as pleasant or unpleasant. Our thoughts and feelings are trained by habit to flow in predictable patterns which determine whether our life fosters a sense of ease and happiness, or turns from it. These patterns are so ingrained that even the hint of a possible directional change is incomprehensible. Constant identification with these patterns forms our belief system, a blueprint for our lives. Many belief systems seem to hold that difficulty is beneficial, and growth comes only with pain. This is reinforced by the all-too-popular adage, no pain, no gain. Perhaps we should reconsider this philosophy. A small measure of discomfort may be necessary to encourage growth. But how much? Our hearts hold the hope that growth can be gained through love and kindness. After a complicated dental procedure, I was given a prescription for pain medication. Thank you, I said, returning the slip to the dentist. I don't take any medication. You might want to rethink that. Research has determined that when even moderate pain is experienced, the healing process is inhibited. My dentist said, returning the prescription to me. Could this same phenomenon be experienced on other levels too? What if instead of hoping for pain to bring rewards, we simply turned directly to the rewards themselves? We may not have the ability to determine the outcome of every situation. We can, however, choose how it affects us by looking at it from another view. Often I refer to those unpleasant times as the cosmic itch. 
which presents just enough discomfort to keep me from getting too complacent, yet not enough to cause real difficulty. Whichever belief system you subscribe to, know that you possess the power to affect your life's patterns and dreams. When a thought, feeling, or situation arises, it will naturally flow into the groove that presents the path of least resistance. Which beliefs present that avenue for you? Imagine if they were like those of a dear friend of mine. How are you? I asked her on seeing her for the first time in a long while. I'm in my usual state of grace, she replied. The difference is, this time, I know it. We are all in a constant state of grace, yet how often do we remember? Dividing into five, these rays of consciousness polarize as pleasant or unpleasant. It's experiencing how your belief system influences your life. What is your belief system? Do you feel closer to div the divine when you are in crisis or in joy? Do you invite hard times because you believe that they will help you become stronger? Notice how you have set up your life to foster those beliefs. Are you happy with your choice? Pick one particular feeling, thought, or phrase that you could use frequently. It could be, life is hard or life is good. Actually count how many times you use it in a day. How does the meaning influence your day and ultimately your life? Only you have the power to change your life. Sutra 1.6. The rays manifest as knowledge, misunderstanding, imagination, deep sleep, and memory. When consciousness ventures from its center, it forms rays that take on diverse characteristics and intents. With clarity and a keen sense of observation, these rays can be understood as distinct aspects of the one consciousness. The rays manifest as knowledge, misunderstanding, imagination, deep sleep, and memory. Sutra 1.7 Knowledge embraces personal experience, inference, and insights from the wise. The first ray of consciousness is knowledge, which then divides into three distinct aspects. These three aspects of knowledge illuminate the other rays of consciousness. Can you rely on personal experience? The first aspect of knowledge is personal experience. Where does this come from? The senses gather information from the sense organs, which are then interpreted by the mind and emotions. When this information resonates with our bodies, minds, and emotions, a clear and identifiable knowing is confirmed. Living from that place, the whole universe seems to make sense. Knowledge becomes a steady, reliant friend. But it is not always so amicable. If the mind and instruments of perception are murky, our perception becomes tainted or false. Our mind and senses can trick us. At the scene of an accident, for instance, if there are four witnesses, then there are at least that many versions of what happened. How could that be? It was like the same event viewed by people with the same sense organs 
who saw it with their own eyes and heard it with their own ears. The organs of the senses are not faulty. It is our individual perceptions that distort. As the scene is filtered through thoughts and feelings, past experiences and prejudices, it becomes different for each person until they shine with perfect clarity. Take your personal experiences with an ounce of caution. Knowledge embraces personal experience, inference, and insights from the wise. Identifying inference. The second aspect of knowledge is inference. Often we experience knowledge from a deep place that carries no apparent reasoning. We honor this as our intuition. It is a sense of knowing that may have no other explanation or experience to reinforce it. It stands in its own power. Inference, however, based on lucid perceptions can also help us to discriminate and make decisions. Seeing a cow give milk, we may then infer that all cows give milk. We confidently believe that if we can find a cow, we'll find milk. Only with careful scrutiny can we observe the difference between a cow and a bull. Without discrimination, inference might encourage us to attempt to milk a bull, putting us in peril with not a drop of milk to be had. This aspect of knowledge can be very precarious. Many prejudices perpetuated by inference are taken to be the truth. Hearing about an individual from a minority, race, religion, or national origin who has committed a crime, many find a temptation to lump all people like that together as criminals. If someone in a fancy sports car cuts you off on the highway, you might find yourself thinking harsh thoughts about the wealthy. Instead of these judgments, use your power of inference to give people the benefit of positive. Making gross generalizations places people in opposition, and what we do to others, we do to ourselves. Look for the good in all things and all people. Hone your skills of discrimination and keep your heart open when you initiate inference, and always honor your intuition. Knowledge embraces personal experience, inference, and insights from the wise recognizing the wise. This aspect allows us to acquire knowledge through the wisdom of others that is often based on their own deep understanding or experience. For many, knowledge is legitimized when it is written or spoken by an expert or a prophet. We consult the holy books, Bible, Quran, Vedas, Yoga Sutras, Gitas, etc. Traditionally, forward-thinking scientists or intuitive clergy boldly analyzed and interpreted formulas or passages, often challenging their peers. When they were able to prove their theories as correct, they became truth. We then embraced these truths as our touchstone. For some of us, therefore, knowledge must be accompanied by a deep resonance within. At the time when the scriptures were formulated, the few common people were literate. Very few common people were literate. Before the time of written scriptures, most of the teachings were orally transmitted, often to a congregation. For the especially devout, they were conveyed 
directly from teacher to student. When the direct transference of wisdom was accomplished, any doubts were alleviated. In those times of oral tradition, minds and emotions were sharper and less cluttered. The spoken word went deeply and directly to the heart. As the scriptures were committed to writing, they underwent a continuous process of evolution, modification, revision, and translation. This was accompanied, accomplished by small groups of men who were privileged enough to have a high level of education. Often segments were lost, truths omitted, and stories reinterpreted. It is often difficult for women to accept many of the scriptural concepts as truths because of their inherent prejudices against the sacred feminine. Miraculously, there are still a cherished few of these writings that ring out what a truth that resounds with women. It is up to us, however, to find the flowers among the weeds. The greatest wisdom is the insights experienced in our own hearts. This is the wisdom we cannot deny. The more we trust and honor it, the more it guides us. All truths are easy to understand once they are discovered. The point is to discover them. Galileo Galilee. Knowledge embraces personal experience, inference, and insights from the wise. Experiencing the three ways of knowledge. Choose a concept or a passage from a great spiritual book or choose anything else that inspires you. While reading, observe it if it resonates with your heart. Do you feel harmonious with the basic concept? Are there some aspects of it that you resonate with more than others? Search until you find a passage or a commentary that supports your feeling. If one does not reach out to you precisely, reword, rearrange, or broaden the idea until you feel in accord. This allows the passage to be more inclusive and sing to your heart. When you hear its song, you are experiencing true knowledge. 1.8. Misunderstanding comes when perception is unclear or tinted. Misunderstanding, the second ray of consciousness, is a common fluctuation that may cause us a great deal of unpleasantness. Often we assume that certainty, with certainty, that our minds and emotions correctly interpret our sensory input. But do they? Many long-time resentments are perpetuated due to misunderstanding. Family members may hold grudges for years and even take them to their graves. Often the next generation is unaware of the feelings of bitterness they inherit from their relatives. Listen carefully with heart and mind and ask for clarification when there is even the slightest doubt. And most important, use a liberal amount of forgiveness for mistakes. After all, the mistake might be yours. Misunderstanding comes when perception is unclear or tinted. Experiencing ways to clarify understanding.
Recall a recent time when you were involved in a misunderstanding. It could have been important or trivial. It is, is it clear to you where the misunderstanding occurred? Go through the whole scenario again from the beginning and bring clarity where it was absent before. Try to smile at the way things were misconstrued. Imagine the outcome to be comfortable for all concerned. When there is a misunderstanding, can you forgive even if you were inconvenienced or put an, in an uncomfortable situation? Can you forgive even if you are right? Would you rather be right or happy? 1.9. Imagination is kindled by hearing words, seeing images, or experiencing feelings. Imagination is the third ray of consciousness. When it illuminated, when it is illuminated, it becomes the path leading us to and from our heart center. Imagination allows us to create an unlimited number of both pleasant and unpleasant experiences. An image is felt, and from that, a thought, a word, or an action sprouts. When it is bathed in negative imagination, the image can have an unsettling effect. For instance, worry is the most prevalent form of imagination for many people. And all of us here have been frightened by something that appeared to be there only later to discover that it was not a threat to us or our loved ones. Do you easily reach for the worst case scenario? When the imagination goes so far out, it takes immense effort to bring the mind and the emotions back to calm. Perhaps taking a pleasant stroll to the mailbox, you find an unpleasant surprise, a letter from the IRS. Likely your whole body goes into stress response, terrified that you are being audited or owe money. In an instant, you are trying to figure out where you can borrow the money. The envelope is not even opened yet. Holding your breath, you open it, and an instant smile of happiness travels from your face to your whole body. It is a refund, and a big one at that. Worry and negative imagination led you to anticipate the worst. Such an immediate and transforming reaction affecting the whole body is one of the reasons imagination and imagery have become very powerful tools for healing. A positive image can elevate us and support us to heal. The opposite can cause many physiological symptoms to malfunction and cause disease. Imagination is kindled by hearing words, seeing images, or experiencing feelings. Taking the time to daydream. Daydreaming is another form of imagination. Although it is usually thought to be a waste of time, science is now finding that it actually provides a mini vacation. I was always scolded in school for daydreaming and wasting time. Who would think that I now teach that very skill to people to help them heal? Every great individual, thinker, artist, musician, gardener, cook, mother, or anyone else uses imagination as a way of setting the creative process in motion. What looks like a daydream is in fact your most productive moment. 
It is in your power to formulate pleasant or unpleasant experiences. Imagination is greater than intellect. Albert Einstein. Imagination is kindled by hearing words, seeing images, or experiencing feelings. Experiencing your creative, positive imagination. How keen is your imagination? Do you imagine the absolute best for yourself? Write down your hopes and dreams as an affirmation to help solidify them on the physical plane. Your imagination is infinite. Use it lavishly to the smallest detail. If you are experiencing a physical or emotional imbalance, use your imagination to create the affirmation that will allow you to see yourself whole and healthy. Engage all of your senses as part of the affirmation. The more real it seems to you, the more likely it is to become real. Each day, recite and experience your affirmation as it enhances the new image you have created for yourself. Practice this with any and all aspects of your life. 110. Deep sleep allows us to withdraw from conscious awareness. Deep sleep allows us to withdraw from conscious awareness, offering us the luxury of temporarily forgetting. It is like having a holiday from thoughts, emotions, worries, and cares by completely letting go. Sleep is necessary for health and balance, providing a time for the body to repair itself and for the mind and emotions to release. If we were to function effectively and lovingly during the waking hours, the deep sleep that allows us to rest in our inner consciousness is of prime importance. When we are well rested, our spiritual practices harmoniously unite all aspects of our being, allowing us to know who we really are. That we are not much sicker and much madder than we are is due exclusively to the most blessed and blessing of all natural graces, sleep. Aldous Huxley. Deep sleep allows us to withdraw from consciousness awareness. Experiencing the effects of deep sleep. Can you observe the effects of a good night's sleep on your body, your mind, your emotions? Notice how you feel after a deep sleep, dreamless sleep, refreshed and rejuvenated. Notice how you feel after a fitful night of dreaming and waking, tired and perhaps a bit cranky. Can you relate how you slept to what you watched, read, discussed, or ate the night before? What was engaging your consciousness during the time of deep sleep? You may not be able to know exactly what happened during sleep to your body, mind, or emotions, but both the positive and injurious results can be felt. Observe how you your sleep pattern affects your life. 111. Memory is when a previous experience returns to conscious awareness. All day long, year after year, we take in impressions, which are then 
filed and stored within us. We are actually made up of volumes of memories that then create our present and future. We choose which memories are kept ready and available in the forefront and which are tucked away in the unconscious. Our concepts and ideas need to be carefully weeded and released on a regular basis so that our consciousness can keep evolving. Without this constant vigilance, we find we live with stored memories that anchor us in the past. Representing unpleasant memories, though, can lead to serious problems. Although dormant, unpleasant memories can be triggered at very inopportune moments, causing us to relive the discomfort they brought us. A word of casual conversation with a friend may conjure up a memory of betrayal or abuse. This triggers feelings from the past that come flooding back, overwhelming present emotions, misplaced hurt or anger may encourage an argument. Later, when trying to understand what happened, you may realize that it had less to do with your friend than with the long-forgotten memory relived. On the other side, if pleasant memories are deeply planted, they may have the ability to encourage an easeful feeling even if life's woes are ever-present. A situation may present itself in which you would have felt uncomfortable or threatened, yet recalling the pleasant memory radiates a feeling of peace. The yogic practices helps us release memories without having to express them either outwardly or in our dreams. They also help dissolve unwanted thoughts and feelings as they are forming, reliving the need to see them to fruition or preserve them for a later time. Sometimes while sitting still in meditation or holding an asana pose, a memory will escape from the bottom of the mental emotional lake, like a bubble. It will float through layers of subconsciousness and then pop at the surface of the conscious mind. It then becomes your choice to keep it or let it go. By bringing it up at a time of peace and relaxation, you can control your memories rather than letting them control you. Memory is when a previous experience returns to conscious awareness. Experiencing the return of memories. Bring a memory of your choosing back to consciousness. Notice what kind of physical sensations and emotions come with it. Are you able to separate the memory from the sensations, or are they one and the same? Try to find its origin inside your body. Then try gently to release the memory. How does the experience of release feel? Thank you for joining us for this weekly reading of The Path of the Yoga Sutras by Nishla Joy Devi. Um, head on over to our website to find out more and join us on Mondays for Mindset Mondays while we talk about it. We'll see you next time. Namaste. Thank you for joining in on the fun. Be sure to like and subscribe for more.